everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Horror Dads podcast, the 43rd episode to be exact. Uh, today is going to be an episode about alien horror, and we have a special interview with who, John? We are interviewing Jillian Welkoyak, who is the, I guess, owner, operator, brand ambassador for uh, The Smell of Fear, which is this like really badass candle company based out of Buffalo, New York. Oh my God, I will bathe in these candles and <laughs> make pillows out of the wick, and then I will just sleep on top of them. Uh, dude, I mean, the candles are amazing. Jillian uh, was Jillian's amazing. amazing. To. Yeah, yeah, we talk about uh, kind of all things alien, all things sci-fi, and that coincides with her theme um, for the month. Uh, she always does like a monthly kind of a subscription-based candle theme um, and releases new candles in, in conjunction with those themes. So this this month is Alien Horror. So that we, we talk about three of her fav- favorite or, uh, you know, Alien Horror films. Yeah, and off the top, John, do you have any favorite Alien Horror films that maybe we didn't mention? I mean, there's a plethora. We have The Quiet Place, or A Quiet Place, Event Horizon, uh, The Faculty, The Thing, yeah, dude, Fire I, in the Sky. I definitely think... Uh, you know the thing clearly is of course that's deep. that's probably both of our number one alien horror film and faculty is probably number two for both of us yeah i you know do you uh i i think night of the creeps fits that bill yeah 100 percent. yeah so that's up there for me and then invasion of the body snatchers i mean oh, we dude. both love pretty much both of those uh films and also i mean there are like 45 episodes of the x-files that come to mind for me i mean yeah <laughs> That's the ultimate, yeah. Eugene Toombs, get in here, bud. <laughs> so if you're... I can't forget about that, Jim. <laughs> exactly. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're... Hello. Coming back to the show, welcome back. Uh, but our format hey. is is pretty standard, so we're going to hit a an interview with our new buddy Jillian in a little bit here, but before we jump into the interview... We always like to catch up beforehand, talk about what we've been watching, what's going on with the family, what we're wearing. Um, something funny happened, Jamie. Uh, this is not an antic, a family antic, but uh, a, a buddy of ours, my wife and I, um, we ran into at a uh, a night market at a brewery, which was pretty awesome. And she like hangs out up at the pool and our kids hang out together. And she, she's got three kids um, that are all in school with our kids. And uh, she was like, she was talking about listening to our podcast, and I was like, "Oh my god, I had no idea!" And it's funny. She said, uh, "Yeah, but I always skip the first the first fifteen minutes where you guys are just oh uh, no, just catching up." And I was like, "Oh, should we not do that anymore?" And she was like, "No, no, no! Like, I totally get why people would like that." She's like, "But I just like to hear about the movie." I just don't. Yeah. So, Julie, this intro is for you. Hopefully, you've made it this far. If not, you'll never know. We talked about you. I would fast forward as well. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching, buddy? Uh, so, dude, I checked out this movie. All right, so you might have actually scrolled through this 100 times like I did. Uh, it's this movie called The Love Witch that I watched last night, actually. So this movie, uh, uh, if you scroll past it, it looks like it's from the 60s. And you know how sometimes on Amazon it'll say a movie's from 2016 because it was like a remastered version or something yeah. when it's actually from and then you load it up 60s and it's or like 70s, from 1972. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I mean, the cover and everything is just like, no, this is a 60s or 70s film. Uh, so I it like the witchy movies of the 60s and 70s intrigued me. So like I had it on my radar, but like I've never like never in my 
existence have I been like, this is what I want to watch right now, you know? Uh, so anyways, last night, my wife is talking about this movie and she's like, have you heard about this movie that was like made in 2000? I was like, oh, it's like a 60s or 70s movie, right? And she was like, well, no, it's it's made to look that way, but it's from 2016. And uh, this movie is, dude, you have to check this out. Like, even if you only watch 25 minutes of it, which is more than enough, in my opinion, um, <laughs> you will be like, this is fucking like so cool to like, you're, you're thrown back into this time uh, in every way, like music, costume design um the way that they're act the way that they're acting you know it's it's shot on 35 millimeter i mean everything about it is uh bringing you back to a a golden era in cinema and in uh witches in general um and what's so really cool really worth checking uh, i think it's streaming on amazon oh cool yeah Very cool right yeah. right there on prime i think so everybody as long as you have a prime membership should be able to get it i actually uh just revisited uh, i think it's on shutter um, something streaming as well. Um, but the movie Howl, the werewolf film oh, yeah. that takes place on the train, I, I think I've talked about this a, a few you, months ago. Yeah, you've talked about this one uh, at least once. Yeah, dude, I I just I did a revisit um, this week for whatever reason. It just kind of struck my fancy. I had something going on, and I put it on, and it was one of those deals where I was like, oh, shit. I, I sat down when I was working on, and now I'm just like actually watching this movie again. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's great. I mean, that's a great uh, werewolf uh, flick. It's pretty grisly um and it's fun and it's it's super enjoyable so yeah I, I checked that out again i don't think i've seen all of that yet i think i uh per your recommendation threw it on one night and then fell asleep yeah oh yeah H- head back to it it'll hit you at the right time yeah. and you're gonna be like oh man this is great for sure I bet the summer actually really gets me into the werewolf mood oh yeah dude and i think we just had a full moon like last week um which explained a lot of the weird things yeah. that were happening at work i think the way my kids were acting definitely <laughs> but uh, yeah no after you get like kind of sick of the summer camp movies um you kind of need something else summary to you know keep your fire going if you know what i mean and so <laughs> werewolf movies are always a good fill in there for me late yeah. summer perfect for sure leading man. right into the the best season of all you know oh we're on our way we are on our we're way. on our fucking way dude what have you been buying anything so uh i'm in the 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 blessed but dreaded birthday month oh, where yeah. you are scared to buy literally anything for yourself like you were saying how you were scared to buy like you know a t-shirt from cavity colors or anything a, a blu-ray and then your wife bought you like a tie um <laughs> <laughs> here are your new golf shoes and you're like there's no blood on the there's what? no this isn't horror themed these aren't vampire teeth cleats what the hell no, i'm holding back on buying merch for a whole month <laughs> uh but anyways i did splurge and get myself a tattoo from our old buddy david slobodnik uh so i'm pretty pumped about that it's a kind of a little twist on a Austin Parton design actually just like a simple little like bones and skeleton design yeah I saw it uh saw it this weekend it looks really really awesome I yeah. was actually with him the night before uh you got that at the so. night market right yeah at the one I was just talking about perfect I think that's what brought you together was she was there to see David as well yeah 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 uh Julie who hangs out at the pool does she she also goes to David for her tattoos so very cool yeah Oh, uh, actually, dude, real quick, before we move on, I, uh, I'm i going to double up on my been watching because I watched this movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it because I had never seen it. It was called Cry Wolf from 2005. I, I had like the 
Um, with, with our boy Jared Padalecki. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen. You've this. seen this? Yeah, I have. Yeah. 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 So somehow I totally missed this one. Uh, but dude, so much the fun. golden era of having like a little longer hair than you should. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. Um, also, just like definitely that like uh, early two thousands where you're you almost have the style of the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're trying to dust off the rust of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> right like the the jeans are slowly coming back to the leg as they should yeah but yeah. uh yeah that's a really fun one and it has that school you know the urban legends vibe almost with the prep school type theme yeah for sure uh well i in terms of what i've been buying um my stepmom so i posted something on on instagram about this she texted me the other day and she said hey uh do you want me to uh, she owns a consignment store locally here. So she like refurbishes old wares and forms of like clothing and, and, uh, furniture and kind of resells it and shoes and jewelry and clothing. Yep. Yeah. So she, she's always like hunting around for a good garage sale or a good estate sale. So she was at this garage sale and she found these posters there and she texted me and she was like, Hey, do you want these? And she, uh, one was a poster for a movie we're going to talk about. So I won't say exactly which one that was. And then there were two other posters included in that too. One of which was Big Trouble in Little China, and the other was Night of the Living Dead. So she she said, "Do you want these?" And I was like, "Absolutely." So she got me three movie posters for thirty bucks. They were the movie poster. They were framed in like legit nice frames. And Jamie, you are the benefactor of one of these because I already have a Night of the Living Dead poster that's hanging right above my head where I'm sitting right now. So this yep. one's yours, buddy. Get it over here. Thank you. But that's what I've been buying, um, and also that's sort of my family antic because my stepmom totally hooked me up, was looking out for me. So love her to death, and you know we love her together. So she uh, was totally looking out, good looking out. Uh, so my family antic is actually our family antic because your daughter is at my house right now, <laughs> and she's having a sleepover, and so I was cooking in at. I finished up cooking and I was getting ready to put a horror movie on and I wanted to put on this, the love witch to like, uh, finish up. I had like, I was almost done with it. I wanted to finish it up. So I figured I would do that while I was cleaning and your daughter comes in, who's kind of a witch in the, like the best witchy (laughs) way possible. Um, both your daughters, uh, have kind of a witchiness to them. Um, probably because Brittany does. My wife. Uh, Lydia <laughs> from Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, and I'm, I I mean this in the the most kind-hearted uh, way that possible. But anyways, I'm watching this movie, and they're in this like the scene right now that I'm in is like a love circle kind of. They're all naked, and they're all oh, doing Jesus this chant in like a very '70s way from 2016. And your daughter, I notice like I'm cleaning and I look and all the other kids were in the family room watching Jungle Cruise, the Disney yeah. uh, delight starring yeah. Dwayne Johnson. And I'm watching this creepy uh, movie about witches and your daughter is standing in the kitchen watching this scene. So I was like, Finley, what is happening? I want to hear about this tomorrow, huh? <laughs> oh, and she was like, is this a scary movie? Because you know how she loves scary movies. Is this the uh, Love Witch? Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, she really was, like, taking it all in. I was like, okay. Get out, bud. Dwayne Johnson's calling. He wants to swing on some... Mm. Swing on some uh, brush hanging through the Amazon. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. 
What are you wearing right now, man? Uh, so I am wearing my. What am I wearing? Just look down. Yeah, my Friday the Thirteenth, like the old Navy shirt. Oh, the old old Navy. Special yeah, the old set. old Navy classic. So it's the uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth uh, remake uh, movie cover. Exactly, it's that one. And it's that gray like I ring that spun mask, yeah. shirt. Yeah, dude, I I love that shirt. I do. The thing is, is like I love it as well, but it just doesn't feel. It's like I didn't spend thirty bucks on this, like I should have, you know. <laughs> This was eighteen ninety nine. Probably Dude, what got is a, this a $12 shirt that I'm wearing. What am I, a peasant? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jamie is jesting because we spend way too effing much on t-shirts and our wives oh, God. want us dead for it. But it's like I good. feel like if my house was on fire, you would catch me with like a drawer underneath <laughs> throwing each arm, bags you know? of yeah and close out your window. <laughs> <laughs> the cats are running around. You're like, get, get out of my way! I gotta, I gotta get my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, all right. Well, I have on my, uh, Jeff Bezos special. So we always say that for the shirts we buy on Amazon, but my wife bought me this for father's day a couple years back. It says we all float down here. It is my it Pennywise the clown clown shirt. It's like all text, but the O in the word float is a red balloon. Uh, it's pretty, awesome. yeah, I love this one. Yeah. There's a picture of Stephen King online somewhere wearing this shirt. It's probably photoshopped and not real, but uh, makes me feel good that he's wearing the same shirt I am right now because he probably is. And <laughs> <laughs> he probably is absolutely not. Uh, well, we got one shout out, right? Um, new patron we need to welcome our boy uh, Matteo Baldessare. We interviewed him a few episodes back, and he has joined us on Patreon. Pa- Patreon. So, uh, Matteo, thank you so much, man, for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, Mateo, we uh, love you and thank you, buddy. Yeah, honestly, he he's such a great dude and he's a great uh, short film director. Uh, he he's going to do a full length one day, um, and it's going to be wildly successful. And he's also an amazing award winning graphic designer, and uh, just great conversation too. So head back and check out uh, the episode we did with him, uh, where we cover uh, full length horror features based off of short films. So super fun episode we did with him. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, before we uh, before we get lit with Jillian, see what I did there, Jamie. Excellent. Because uh, she has a candle. Excellent candle. segue, bud. But before segue we uh, <laughs> before we do our interview with Jillian, just want to note a couple things. Uh, please, if you'd like to uh, join us on Patreon, as I mentioned, we do have a five dollar tier and a ten dollar tier, uh, so you can jump on there and join us. Um, additional content we bring our wives on to do some bonus episodes uh the most recent one we did was about uh horror hunks that uh we (laughs) would uh our wives would allow to put sunscreen on them so it uh it gets a little dicey but it's fun uh we got a lot of a great of great uh bonus content that you you might like um and we also have a website like yeah you will like not you may. You Come on, John. Are. Segway champ and sales flunky. <laughs> but our website, horrordads.com, you can join us there and uh, put uh, put an order in for a t-shirt. We just did a rerun of our original design. Uh, we're going to have some great new fun stuff coming up for the fall. 
And please join us on social media, um, all the big outlets at Horror Dads. And you can also leave us a five-star review if you're so inclined on Apple Podcast or any other uh, major podcast platforms. Am I missing anything, Jamie? Keep an eye out for the Horror Dads food truck coming to a parking lot near you. Uh, he's kidding, I think, but if he's not, Possibly. I'm fucking interested. Wait till I'm in your driveway honking in a goddamn, like, beat-up truck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, why, why do you put pumpkin stickers on, uh, Fruit by the Foots? <laughs> It'll be the, uh, Jeepers Creepers truck, too. Oh, the one also used for Halloween H2O. Exactly right. <laughs> All right, without All further right, ado, let's get, let's get at it, man. Welcome to another episode of the Horror Dads Podcast. We're joined today by our new friend, Jillian Wilkowiak. Uh, Jillian is amazing. She's a horror mom. Um, she's a candle maker. She's a brand owner, brand ambassador, small business owner, and she's also an English professor. Jillian, welcome to the show. Hey, Jillian. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's so cool to be here. This is, this is awesome. Um, so, Jillian, your brand is called The Smell of Fear, yeah? Yes. Yep. They're all um, uh, natural wax candles inspired by horror fiction. And you create these scents based on what you think the world these horror films are set in might smell like? So a little bit. So it all depends if there's like a specific scent note that I can pick out of the story. So like the first thing that I did was my poke candles and um, the telltale heart where he, you know, puts the guy under the floorboards. So right away I thought like an oak like a floorboard and then um like a tobacco scent because i just pictured him like nervously smoking as he's telling a story <laughs> so if I, can, if I can pull a note directly from the story then i do so um but if i can't then i try to do either where it's like where it's set or where it's you know um where it takes place because sometimes it doesn't always lend itself because one candle i haven't done yet is the texas chainsaw massacre and i just the only thing i keep coming up with is like an abattoir so like a slaughterhouse and i'm just kind of mm. like yeah i don't know if that'll really translate that great i don't know Smells if someone's gonna like want to burn that on my mantle texas heat slaughterhouse and fear mm. yeah yeah i so, feel like i would be like uh like chainsaw fuel so i guess gasoline and like sweat yeah nothing right. that smells good Right. And so that's, that's the thing I do try very hard. So like, um, if I'm doing like a devilish candle and it's going to have like a sulfur note, I sub in Amber. That's always kind mm. of my goal. Or if it, if it is sweat, that's going to be something that's like a note that stands out to me Then I just use a really cool, like musk that I found that mm. just smells fantastic. So, um, I thought about going the novelty route. I was going to make the exorcist puke candle, but then I'm like, you know, again, it's fun, like a novelty, but no one's going to be burning that stuff on a regular basis. Yeah. For sure. It's like those jelly bellies that taste like shit. Like, yeah. you think it's funny, but you don't really want those. Or in Harry Potter, you know, like when <laughs> right, Dumbledore yeah. says he had a booger flavored, uh, birdie bots ever flavored, every flavored bean. Um, so Jillian, we've got like a million questions about your brand, but you want to talk about yourself a little bit? So the, the smell of fear, uh, brand that you built out is sort of, uh, your side gig right so like you you're an english professor that's your mm-hmm. your your full time and this is um just something you started as a passion project and it's grown uh exponentially for you yeah yeah pretty much so um they're actually both um part-time gigs i'm an adjunct professor 
Um, so I got started. I actually did that later in life. I worked corporate for a number of years. I was a fraud investigator with a big insurance company. Oh, wow. um, and then I decided that I hated the corporate sort of rat race. It was not, it wasn't a good fit for me. I wasn't a good fit for them. So um, I decided to go back and get my master's degree. Um, I did a little bit of um, studying overseas and um, the place that I got my degree uh, offered me a job and sort of, you know, the rest was history. And so um, that is my like, I guess, primary sort of primary gig. And then the candles um, that started in 2019, um, I, loved candles and I burned tons of candles and spent tons of money on them. And um, my fiance was like, why don't you just make your own? And he kind of said it as a joke, um, you know, figure out how to make your own. It'd be a lot less expensive. We're spending an awful lot of money on these things. <laughs> and then I went to a, um, a horror con out here in Niagara Falls and there was a candle uh, maker there and she was lovely. And she had these wonderful soy candles and they were packaged beautifully, but they were just, um, they were just soy candles. They weren't horror themed or anything like that. They smelled wonderfully. I'm sure I bought a dozen from her. Um, but then it kind of struck me with what he said. And then with being at the con, what if I kind of like blended the two of them together yeah. and made a horror candle? Like that would be kind of amazing. So it's a candle that I would want to buy. So then that was it. And I just, it kind of, I just, it, it took off running. Yeah, I was telling you a little bit earlier that I discovered you on a whim, uh, purchased two candles right away. I think one was the uh, Camp Crystal Lake, mm -hmm. which like, who the hell doesn't? I didn't even care what it smelled like. I was getting it regardless. <laughs> this goes back to what you were saying about the novelty. Yeah. Um, sometimes the novelty would work, uh, but it just so happens that it smelled amazing as well. Uh, and then I still have my Pet Cemetery candle that, like, I burnt that small Camp Crystal Lake out immediately. Like in one day it was gone. Uh, but my, my pet cemetery candle is still going strong. Smells just amazing. I love it. Uh, the Thanks. scent, like you can tell you use, you know, top quality products. And I love I it. Do. I do. I try to, um, so it's the coconut soy wax. Um, and then I uh, make sure there's no paraffin. And then all of the fragrance oils I use, if, they, if they're infused with essential oils, that's great. But I try to keep them, they're, they're definitely all phthalate free. And I try to keep them sort of as clean as possible. Um, and I have fun with the packaging as well. I create my own um, labels. And I like using like different funky jars because sometimes the different jar shapes will lend itself to the story. But um, yeah, I'm so thrilled that you like the candles that you, that you got. Camp Crystal Lake's probably one of my most popular. And then um, the uh, um, sometimes that is better. So the pet cemetery one, that one is actually where I was able to pull the notes directly from the story. Because at one point when he wakes up from the dream um, where he is at Victor, the student where with the ghost yeah. and it's yeah. all kind of, you know, bashed in and he wakes up and he thinks it's a dream, but his feet are covered in pine needles and dirt. So then that's where I got the scent from for that candle. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense too. That's, I that scene too in in the, I mean that that book is probably the scariest book I think I've ever read. Um, mm -hmm. I do it's love, super, and I do love the original. I mean, it's sort of like campy, um, but Fred Gwynn and everything. I just I love everything about it. And that little boy that played Gage, I thought he was terrifying. My wife loves. <laughs> we actually, we did uh on our Patreon. I actually think you commented on. <laughs> commented on the the post we made but our wives did a uh, um 
horror hunks that they would allow to put sunscreen on their backs. Oh yeah. Um, so she she picked uh, the the dad from Pet Cemetery. She's always loved that dude. Oh, he's um, a looker. Yeah, yeah, I can. She's got good taste. I can see it. He was in some like stupid Elvis and Me movie or something when she was mm, young. Yeah. So like. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, the made for TV, right? Yep, like exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yep. She talks about it all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that book is. Uh, super scary and I think that that scene specifically that you're referring to like when he kind of wakes up um, the following morning and he's like oh what a messed up uh, sequence of dreams I had (laughs) he like looks down at the end of the bed and he's like oh shit I better throw this down the the hamper um, like his wife isn't gonna find it in the basement yeah very random what's funny is I was I'm actually currently reading that book for the first time and I was reading it uh, not doing a very good job because that was the day I scrolled through Instagram and found your site uh, oh. so I, when I should have been reading. Uh, yeah, odds but that. what's funny is my wife and I now will like, I'll go to your site and we'll like look at what candles you have available and uh, we'll try to guess what the scent is based on the movie itself. You know, like, so I asked her, I was like, so she has a Nightmare on Elm Street candle. What do you think it is? And she mm-hmm. couldn't guess it, but I love your combination. Uh, but you have a lot of amazing candle releases coming up in August, right? So do you want to discuss those a little bit? Yeah. So I, I've got so many candles now. Um, I've got over a hundred that I've created at this point and it was getting difficult to try to kind of keep them all on the website and keep them stocked and kind of have them available and, you know, good lead times and whatever. So I decided to start doing um, the monthly themes. So I kind of, in January, I sort of laid the whole year out so August right now is um, they can't hear or can't hear you scream in space and is my first foray into science fiction horror candles. So this month's um, features are aliens and the candles called Game Over Man and it smells um, this one I struggled with because again I, I want so badly to be able to pull <laughs> from the story but again it's just a slimy damp <laughs> like gross <laughs> You know, there was not a whole lot that I could pull from and keep it pleasant, but I went with like an ozone and like a musky leather and gunpowder because of those signature guns, that noise, oh, that yeah. high-pitched whine. Yeah. Um, so that is the game, that is a release one, so Game Over Man. And then the second one is um, Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass, and that is from They Live, one of the most awesome 80s movies, um, best fight, fight sequences ever. Um, <laughs> And of course, it smells like good old fashioned Bazooka Joe bubblegum. As it should. Yeah. As it most certainly should. And we're going to talk about three of your favorite uh, sci fi um, alien based horror films uh, here at the end. So we're going to have surprise three films, but you know, maybe yeah. we'll mention something that you already mentioned. So it's on we'll topic see. and on brand. Yeah. I also saw you released an ET candle that smells like peanut butter and chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a mistake. So I was, um, I was pouring um, a few months ago, I had done um, a candle for hereditary. um, And it was uh, like a chocolate Mm. cake, peanuts and smoke. Cause that's, I I love that. (laughs) Those are three very relevant themes to that movie. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, So I mean, that was, so that was an easy one. Like those things just totally lent themselves to a really good smelling candle. So, um, and what is that one? Oh, Shrine to Terrible Things. And that's from the speech that um, the dad gives the mom at one point when she's just struggling. Um, so I went to mix it and I just it was probably towards the end of a, a marathon four and I wasn't paying as good attention. And I did more peanut 
than chocolate. So it was like, a re- it just didn't fit anymore. Cause I like, I like the chocolate forward with the other one. So I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with all these like peanut chocolate candles? It smelled like a Reese peanut butter cup or Reese's pieces. So, um, I'm like, just trying to think and trying to think. And it was like, Oh, phone home. All right. <laughs> and then that just kind of like, there you go. And I took it to, I had a market that weekend and I took it and it did fantastic. So. That's perfect because as a consumer, you assume that you pick the movie or the topic and then develop the scent from there, which I assume is 99% of your candle making. Uh, but it just goes to show that sometimes a mistake can turn into a little stroke of genius. Yeah, it was a great mistake. It I was love an it. absolutely fantastic mistake. That's amazing. Yeah. How So how did you learn to do this? Is this a skill that you have had and had or did you... After having no. that experience when you were at the um, the show, you were like, all right, I got to figure out how to do this. And like, you just sort of researched it. And I'm picturing yeah. her like in class scribbling notes of like, I, I know, that's ah, what... ET smells like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> I know my poor students, right? I'm yeah. trying to, I'm supposed to be there like teaching them English compliment <laughs> one, which they're all thrilled to be there. Like totally thrilled. But there's me, you know, totally distracted and asking them like, instead of teaching, I'm like, so what do you guys think about this one? <laughs> Like Halloween, would you guys go with straight up pumpkin or is that too on the nose? You're too crazy. Yeah, let's do something. What do you think? Anyway, something lady. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so um, I started, I went to the show and I just started um, investigating. I, I, you know, researched everything that I could find. I started with mason jars and some wicks that I got off of Amazon. And I started with all soy wax and it's just been like trial and error. And I, to this day, it is still trial and error, um, especially through the pandemic when um, supplies were getting difficult to come by. Um, I had to learn to like find substitutions and get different like ratios. And there were just mistakes all the time. And like, sometimes the candles will start seeping or I had a candle turn into a big cauliflower head because it reacted with like a dye that I was using. So mm. it's just, it's a constant like learning curve and there's definitely a science to it. That's crazy. Yeah. It seems like it would be just so like, like when I, I'm like, Oh, what would just wax and throw some scent in there? Like no big deal. Right. Like I got this. this is I was, easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many, and I started doing the devil's rejects candles with like a mm. little, with the three. Um, so Rob Zombie and, the, and his wife and um, that other, I always forget his name. Bill. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I've got the three of them. And if it was a scent that like didn't quite fit my profile, but it worked, it went into the devil's reject pile. And then some of them were just like hideous and they were just, so yeah. <laughs> What's the, uh, pro- I love that. <laughs> yeah. What's the, uh, like, is there an organizational process there at home? Like, do you have like an assembly line built up with your daughter and your husband? Uh, or is it just mostly you? <laughs> it's mostly me. But now that um, because it is getting a little bit bigger and like especially heading into spooky season is my like time to shine, I suppose. So um, I definitely have had to employ them and ask them for help. So they help me <laughs> with like the wicking and sticking and kind of like those basic getting everything sort of ready. And then um I do subscription boxes as well. And so um, that is definitely a process. And my daughter has been a tremendous help getting everything wrapped and packaged. She loves, actually loves doing it. So, so yeah, it is, um, I, it, it started as a one woman show, but now it's definitely becoming a bit of a family affair. Well, that's incredible. 
Yeah, and here's to hoping actually that the next time we talk to you, it's like, yeah, no, I have three full time employees and yeah, had wouldn't to quit it be teaching? so cool and a brick and yeah. mortar and like, oh my god, it would be amazing. It would yeah. be so amazing. Yeah. And never hopefully know. next time you're like, can you two drunk dads just get get this <laughs> over with? Because I've got a lot to do and I have a lot of uh, orders to fill. I will never. Yeah. I know. I'll, I'll never be like that. No, no way. There's always <laughs> always time for you. Oh no, this is this is awesome. So. So you mentioned your daughter. So you are a horror mom, right? So how old is your daughter? Um, she is going to be 13 on the 21st of August. Oh, coming up. That's right before Jamie's uh, birthday. And you said your birthday is in August as well, right? And you, like yeah. most of your August family. 24. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on the 24th. She's on the 21st. My mom's today. And then my, um, my papa's was the 16th. So yeah, a lot of August. I love it. And then I'm the 26th and my wife is the 30th. So that's awesome. We filled the month up with, uh, bunch of beautiful people my yeah. other brother-in-law is sometime in august too yeah Michael. is he yeah oh i think uh he, you should he know be the 16th like. i think mm. uh yeah. it's, it's somewhere in there but um uh, so so she's she's 13 is she is she into horror yet are are you uh weaning her in or is she showing any, yeah, any interest she had some um she had some bad experiences when she was younger my dad had oh, her no. watch that monster house do you remember that cartoon like we talk, oh, yeah. we talk about this so much on the podcast but we can't hear what our what kids are here. also scarred because of nevercracker yeah. and it was one of those things and it's funny i feel like that's kind of a rite of pass- passage for so many of us because i remember my parents sat me down in front of completely inappropriate stuff just oh it's animated let's put them in front of the cartoon <laughs> right. right no big deal those watership down rabbits are stuck in oh, my, my brain. god they yeah until I'm in the nursing home, it's going to be, a, it, yeah, it's still nightmares. So I feel like that's almost a rite of passage, but it was totally unintentional. Um, my dad, um, he was with her for the weekend and Monster House put it on. And then he calls me in the morning and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She was crying. Oh. We had to turn it off. It was terrible. And so, yeah. So I, after that, I didn't think that she was ever going to come back around because she insisted that she hated horror, anything scary, mm. like. So, um, didn't like it at all. Didn't understand it. And it's only within the last, I'm going to say six months that she started asking questions. She's getting into true crime and she's, she's becoming very interested. So I'm thrilled. I mean, that's super exciting. Yeah, it is exciting because you kind of, as a parent, you get to a point where you're like, okay, they just, they're not into this. So I'll just do this by myself. Yeah, it's I like guess being a professional baseball player, and it's like, all right, you're gonna. And your kids yeah. like, no, I like basketball. I hate, I hate baseball. Yeah, Dad, let's play soccer. And you're like, okay, yeah. I love you so much. Fine, let's just play soccer. Right. And you go to yeah. bed and, like bummed out. Like, oh, I just wish you liked baseball a little more. But yeah. Then you hear him out there just like hitting hitting shag balls on his own. And you're like, hmm, hitting dingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's nice too, especially because with her heading into the teen years. It's, it's going to be nice, hopefully, to have something where we can connect when otherwise we're going to probably be butting heads quite a bit. So it's really kind of cool if we can maybe have that as our kind of like thing. So I'm excited. But it's There's, just the yeah. two of us because my um, my fiance does. He's not a horror fan. Oh, no. So, no. Mm-mm. Like not at all. Like you've tried and he just won't have it. He is a very sweet uh, he's a very sweet man. So he will, um, tolerate the films. So, I mean, my go-to is always horror. I don't like, that's just, that's my comfy place. Like if, you know, if I have something to watch, it's horror, sometimes a Marvel movie, some action adventure, 
Um, but if you see me sitting in front of like the notebook, call somebody because I've been body snatched. That's like, not you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love your term too. You, you quickly uh, mentioned Jack Finney's uh, of the body snatchers to describe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, he, so he will tolerate it and he will, you know, sit with me while I'm watching it and he will try very hard to appreciate it. No, oh, that one was kind of cool or that one was fun, but the gorier or scarier it is, um, inevitably he'll turn to me at some point during the movie or the show and be like, what the hell are we watching? <laughs> yeah. My wife does the same. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't quite get it, but he tries. He really does. So yeah. I appreciate I it, it very much. So out of, uh, out of curiosity as a, um, as an English professor, um, what, so which courses did you say, uh, you teach? Is it mostly intro stuff? Yeah. So comp 101, comp 102, um, I've occasionally done, um, some other classes, public speaking. Um, I was super excited. I got to do the history of graphic design a few semesters. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly I stick to, I'm in the writing, the, the writing department. So college writing. So do you have any favorite, uh, horror authors, um, that you, you know, frequently go to like your go-tos? Sure. So to teach or just for me as a reader, just for you as a reader. Yeah. Um, so Stephen King is my all time favorite. I yeah. tried to read absolutely everything that he's ever come out with. Um, Edgar Allan Poe is a classic and he's my favorite. And recently I've discovered Grady Hendrix. Um, and he is a definite, like, if you like Stephen King, I feel like Grady Hendrix is definitely along that same vein. He d- he's a little into like the body horror, the suspense. Um, he's fantastic. I've, I've blown through all of his books and he's just outstanding. Are you a Neil Gaiman fan at all? I am. I love Neil Gaiman. Absolutely. I teach, um, click clack rattlebag every Halloween for my one-on-one students. Oh, very cool. And that's a short story, which is just fantastic. But yeah, I love, um, Coraline. I loved American gods. That was really good. Yeah. Um, we're Jamie and I both are probably me a little more than Jamie, but super big Neil Gaiman fans and oh, you know, definitely you he's he's more horror adjacent and explores you know fantasy and sci-fi from time to time and in horror on occasion so it's a it's kind of a cocktail of a lot of things that we love but yeah he, he's amazing yeah he's fantastic I just um I listened to um what was the comic series Sandman yeah Sandman I just listened to that with um oh my actors' names are escaping me today. I'm doing terrible. Um, no, my the fellow in Split, James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. He and he played uh, Sandman. He that was really fantastic. And then I watched the um, the series or show with um, Michael Sheen. Um, where the Devil and the Angel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I so he's he did a lot of stuff with. Um, What's his name? Um, it, Good Omens, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. with uh, David Tennant and yes. Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, that book is fantastic. Um, it was one of the first ones I read, actually. And I'm I'm really into uh, Anansi Boys. That was one of my favorites as well. I don't know if you uh, had a chance to read that one, but that one's really fun. I haven't, but I did like his take on Anansi in American Gods. He just, just like touched on it a little bit, which was pretty cool. It's it's like that times a hundred million. So it's like okay. it's that character, um, 
pretty much with their own story. Oh, that's great. I'll have to add it to my, add it to my list. Yeah. Do you, and do you listen to audiobooks often or? I'm more of a reader. So yeah. I, I, my Kindle, and then I have an unfortunate addiction to purchasing paper and hardcover books. Um, but uh, I don't do, I find myself, I get too distracted. I listen to, I can listen to a podcast, but if I try to listen to an audiobook, I can't do anything else. Like I just want to hunker down and like get immersed in the story. Well, hopefully you listen to the Horror Dads podcast. I absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> I just hear um, the compendium of the, you did the 80s and then you did the 90s. Yeah. Like the best. And that was absolutely fantastic. It was like such a trip down memory lane and the conversation around it was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And those, that was with uh, two of our like new friends to the guys in Alone in the Dark. So that was that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you guys had a blast yeah. and you all like the, the conversation and just the connections and like the different scenes that you discussed in the movies. Absolutely fantastic. We actually, uh, so that was two Fridays ago and we recorded what it was five hours. We started at uh, 10 PM and, and we wrapped at 3 AM. That was the latest I've been up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It was a I lot of fun, up. but I was miserable. And like, I, I woke up the next morning, like what happened? Yeah. Just <laughs> up too late. <laughs> Can't hang in as dad's. I, I don't know the last time or, or like, I definitely have not been up till three oh, cents. No, I mean, yeah. Oh, most certainly not in the past two weeks. I think I've, I go to bed at nine now just to like try and recover. Yeah. Um, yeah. now are you a big merch like person? Like, are there brands that you look up to that you have to buy from or, uh, like John and I have some clothing brands like cavity colors and shit like that, that we have to buy from. Do you have any brands like that? Not really. I'm, um, I try to support local. Um, so there's a great shop here called cats like us. Um, and they do, they'll get different t-shirts in from the different cool, like horror brands. And I'll usually end up buying from there. So like tonight I've got, um, um, my bride of Frankenstein in black and white, which is like one of my favorite t-shirts. Um, but it's more, if I find like a design that I fall in love with, like I found a Shaun of the Dead t-shirt. Um, so yeah, I don't, if I can stick with a brand I do, but if it's something that kind of uh, catches my eye and you know it's it's one of my favorite movies or favorite characters that i'll it doesn't matter i'll snatch it up from whoever's making it gotcha so you're more of the product lady yeah yeah nothing wrong with that at all that's what we've become as well actually like we tried to stick to brands but it's like so much new stuff comes out that it's like you can't just be too like brand dependent you know try and spread the love too exactly wherever we can and there's um not everybody's licensed for certain things, right? So it's like right. some you know, companies will do great. Like there's a, I think they're out of Rochester, Bright Rags. They're I was, was going to ask you about them because I know that they're, I think they're Buffalo based as well. Well, they're Rochester, like you yeah. said. So yeah. yeah. So they do some really fantastic stuff. And I know that all their stuff is officially licensed. Oh, they're so amazing. I yeah. their collection, which is really good. Um, but yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty fantastic. Yeah. They're like, it's funny because brands like that, I don't, I don't feel like I give enough love, uh, because like John said, we try to spread the love. So it's like companies that like are huge now. It's like, well, you don't really need my support. I'm going to throw it to somebody like toxic coffin yeah. or someone like that. Like or up and coming smell brand. of fear. Somebody that really needs it. Like, I hope that in like five years, I'm like, I'm not buying another candle from Jillian because like, she's so huge. She doesn't need it. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Let's just hope. Yeah. <laughs> And Jillian keeps taking all my money and just doesn't need it. Manifest that. It'll happen. All right. I have a question off script here. 
if uh and we can think of this collectively but if there was a horror dad's candle what would be the ingredient what would it smell like what, be, what would be the ingredients oh my goodness dirty diaper is the predominant <laughs> scent for sure Oh God. For okay. sure the predominant scent. Although I, I do know how to make a urine scented candle now, if you guys ever need it for anything. There because when I my first iteration of the aliens candle, mm. the Overman, I got too excited and I did a combination of a bunch of different things. I tried to do like an outer space and gunpowder, and it smelled just like dog urine. Oh God. So if you need that for anything, let me know. I got the I got the mix. You should make so, a well. burbs candle using that. Burbs. <laughs> Yeah, Queenie. Queenie's uh, <laughs> piss. Yeah. Oh, I do have to add burbs to my list. I keep, yeah. Oh. I, need a burb I guess it would have to be Queenie shit though, huh? No, burbs would be like fresh cut grass and. Uh, You'd have to have anim- honey in there. Animal crackers. Maybe some yeah, honey or, with or the bees. Bathrobe. Does he always wear the bathrobe? Yeah. Tom Hanks is he in the blue bathrobe? Yep. And uh, Bruce so Dern's character bathrobe. is always eating animal crackers, like when he's yeah. sitting up on the roof with his rifle. That'd be a Ooh. pleasant scent. Really what are they eating stuff. on the cracker in his house? Oh, it's like <laughs> tuna it's, or something. It's sardines on a sardines, pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, we like the so we can either do like a pea and sardines or an animal cracker and fresh grass. <laughs> We've got oh. two different roads to yeah. turn to walk with that one. So the horror dance candle. I guess I would need to. I would need to get to know you guys a little bit better and like what you like to drink or what you like to eat or some of your favorite smells. And then we would sort of combine it and we would make the, the ultimate horror dance candle. All right. So now we know it's going to smell like shitty diapers, white claw <laughs> and <laughs> potato chips. There oh, you go. Okay. And three uh, and tantrum it's tantrums. <laughs> and that'll be one of those ephemeral scents that you just add. Like it'll, it'll be some, yeah. some funky. You just feel it. You don't smell it. You feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sometimes I miss those days, and then sometimes I don't miss those days. And then I, I realize that the tantrums are still there. They just age with the kids. They so, come yeah. in different forms. Yeah, for sure. That's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. All right. John, Sorry. you're going to have the worst of it. Oh, yeah. I, the I, two have girls. Two, I have two girls. You Tammy two has two girls, boys. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh. Yeah. I. Mm. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it's definitely tough. I adore, I adore Emma to pieces, but. And I, but I remember that age too, and that's just such a tough age. Ugh. Oh, so yeah. tough. Well, John, the bright side is like once uh, Finley, the older daughter, gets through it, you have another one jumping right into it. So, like, <laughs> don't worry, bud. You'll be all right. The younger one's the one with already more attitude anyway. So, yeah. it's going to be the younger one is going to be the more of a nightmare, I think, anyway. So, uh, can't wait. Let's do there this. There we go. Ugh. Perpetual teen for a lot of years for you. Yeah. Ugh. You can do it. I have faith in you. You'll be all right. Well, thank you. All right, I'll you... come over and John will be listening to The Cure and just have like a huge beard. <laughs> uh, you've been outside lately, man? I know. I've just been in the basement. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Jillian, do you attend any conventions? I know you mentioned that was sort of your inspiration, but like, are there any uh, regular conventions in like your, your circuit or... Yeah, um, I I just started getting into the cons like right before the pandemic. So of course, um, yeah. So there's the Niagara Falls um, Comic Con or Horror Con. That's fantastic, and it's it was amazing. And I got to meet um, my gosh, I'm forgetting all my names this evening. Um, the makeup artist from Creepshow. 
Tom Savini. Yeah. So I got to meet him. So it's like, so that I, I do. Um, and I was actually scheduled to vend there, um, in 2020 and that, yeah, that didn't so, quite work so out. You haven't been a vendor at any con, any cons yet? No, again, cause I just, oh. I, so I started the candle company in July of 2019. So it was literally right, you know, before all the shit hit the fan. So oh, I didn't really get to, it was mostly online sales and that's kind of how I've been growing and building. Um, and then I'm affiliated with like local vendors. Um, so my candles are at a um, bunch of different shops around here. And then I'm actually doing my first traveling show with, um, Darkson craft market. Um, I'm going to be in Philadelphia at the end of October. Oh, awesome. Oh, we gotta, so we have some friends in Philly, so we'll get them out there. Yeah. We got to hook you up with our buddy, uh, QFS Chris, who lives in Philly. He's a really amazing graphic designer, uh, super well, well-respected dude in the community. So, we'll, oh yeah. And an awesome dude all around. So I, I we haven't met him in, in real life, but today, I mean, pretty much we did a zoom meeting. I'm going to hug. That we're going to hug. Yeah. yeah we're going to hug that. He's such a good dude. Yeah. He's so he's going to be like, guys, it. get off me. We'll be drunk. Se- seven seconds is yeah. way too long. John, you smell like dirty diapers and white claw. Get the fuck off me. <laughs> I wish you, you smelled like, like <laughs> fresh cut grass and uh, animal crackers, please. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned your monthly box box uh, subscriptions slightly there earlier, but do you want to expound on those a little bit? Like what exactly is the monthly box uh, subscription? Like what does it consist of? So if you sign up for the subscription box, you can, you can pick one of three size options. So you can either get the regular eight ounce candles, you can get the small four ounce candles, or you can get the tiny travel tins that are little two ounce candles. And um, you'll get that month's new releases and then goodies that kind of go along with it. So I'll do like bookmarks or pins or um, so like last month was um, all American bloodthirsty barbecue. And I had my candle for sleepaway camp and I had my candle for um, motel hell. So it was uncle Vincent's fritters. <laughs> and um, is it, you won't be coming home. And so I had it packaged, you know, those like deli, those red deli baskets yeah. that you can like, you'll get a sandwich in. Yep. So they came packaged in that. And they had one of those red and white checkered napkins, like at, at the bottom of it. And then um, some like little odds and ends for like the 4th of July. So like little different treats and things. So I keep everything sort of themed. And like this month, um, everything went with like, I was able to find a bunch of like sci-fi, like party treats. So like those old school little like pinball games and high bouncing balls and like rockets with little flashlights in them. So, so that's, that's pretty much what it entails. And it goes out the first week of every month. I love it. Uh, what do, what's the starting price on these? The um, eight ounce is $39.99 and then $29.99 and then $25.99 for the, the, the tiny uh, travel tin two ounce. And they're always free shipping. Awesome. Oh, amazing. And you ship all throughout the U.S. Um, do you ship to Canada or no? I do actually. I've got um, one subscriber that's um, way up in Canada. So yeah. Right, awesome. Cool. We've got a ton of friends and listeners in Canada, so Canadian friends, check it out. Hop on it. Jillian will drive it there herself. Well, yes, I, you're, yeah, you're, you're super close. I, I guess. know. We spend so much time in Canada. We're practically, we feel like we have dual citizenship sometimes. I love it there. Yeah. What she does is like you stand on one side of the falls and she stands on the other. 
yep. the American side, and she just tosses it over to you. Yep. Well, that's what we have to do now because we can't go over there. So I'll just be like, "You, you there?" And then just toss it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> how how many candles would you say you make a month? Oh gosh. <clears throat> um, like looking around, I'm in the candle lair right now. Um, <laughs> candle lair. I love that. Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I make a lot of candles. What What's your your setup like? Is it like a an office or a a shed or a? a... No, it's it's just um we had a spare bedroom and it was my um it was my office with all my collegiate you know my professor stuff in here and then eventually like the professor stuff took one corner and then the candle stuff has just gotten bigger and bigger and the shelving has gotten larger and actually right now it's a bit of a nightmare because we're in the process of my daughter is going to be taking over this room oh no and then i'm going to be moving down the hallway to another room so right now it's a definite state of disarray john and i always have like horror movies on and stuff as we're podcasting like muted is that too distracting for you do you have stuff on in the background well um i can't put anything new on because then i'll just want to sit and watch it but i'll put my like comfy classics on so like if i pull it up on streaming you know, any of the slashers or like the gate was one that I would have on. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a couple marathon tours with the gate. Um, I watched Mandy. I thought that was a really good one to kind of have yeah. on in the background. Because sometimes if I pay too much attention to Nicolas Cage, I feel like I'm kind of going crazy too. So sure. That was a good background noise movie. It's but, very uh, ambient anyway. Like the, the movie is basically background noise. It really is, right? Yeah. That yeah. movie was intense. I really, anytime I, you I, look I, up, it, something interesting is happening. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I was going to. It was uh, something recommended by my by my brother, and he likes the darker stuff usually. So like sure. when he recommends, I got to do like kind of a grain of salt because I don't always know if it's going to be up my alley. But that was when he recommended, and I I really I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going. Yeah, so good. But yeah, so it's just um, I either have my music on in the background, or I'll have the horror stuff going, or I'll be listening to my podcasts. So, Love it. Yeah. All right, so one final chance to plug all your stuff. Let uh, everybody know where they can find you on social media, uh, where they can buy your candles, because I think everybody's going to love them. Thank you. Um, so I, you can get my candles at thesmelloffear.com. I also have an Etsy, The Smell of Fear. Um, you can follow me on Instagram to keep up with all of the sort of updates and shop updates and different stuff that I'm coming out with. Um, I have a Facebook. I don't do too much with the Facebook, but that's The Smell of Fear 7-6. Um, I'm at different shops around the area. So there's a couple different brick and mortars, um, Black Sheep Market, Rising Goddess, Timeless Babes on Elmwood out here. Um, uh, Via Mort Apothecary out in Colorado, actually. Um, Fort Collins. Oh, and my candles are also at the um, Pole Museum uh, down in Richmond, Virginia. So you oh can my get God, that's amazing. That's a, you had or, to be like out of your mind with that. Also, wait a minute. You have no idea. Like it was, what, I thought it was a joke. Like I didn't, when the email came through, I was like, oh, this is cute. Like, thanks. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Who's but punking I, me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I was, no, yeah. I just, yeah. So um, I responded right away. I'm like, okay, you know what, you know, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? And she's like, oh, we want this many of these and that many of those. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, okay. Okay. And they're on their, um, I think they just placed their fourth order. Um, so you can get them either at the museum gift shop, which, um, well, either at the museum gift shop or at the museum website. And it's great to purchase them there because the proceeds go towards the museum. 
and upkeep and the research and everything that they do to keep to keep Poe going. So, um, but yeah, that is that's that's very um, that was very exciting for me. So yeah, um, I think I think that's pretty much it. I hope I didn't forget any anything. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And we'll be sure to plug your stuff and share your stuff. And we do have a Patreon. And last month, we, uh, we always do a monthly giveaway on our Patreon. And last month, a very dear friend of ours who absolutely loves candles and scents, she actually won a candle of yours that we that we gave away. And she sent a, a really cute picture to us of her holding it, like smiling from ear to ear. So we'll make sure to post that on, on Instagram. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And share that. But uh What's funny is we do these monthly giveaways and she is the one who like every month is like, ah, damn it. I didn't win. She'll like text us and we're like, well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to win all the time. Um, And so like she won this one and we were so pumped for her that she won and it was like one that she really wanted to win. So it was awesome. That's great. She texted us like 10 times that day. Like, I still can't believe it's me. Yeah. She's like, I've (laughs) rewatched the video three times. Oh, that's so cool. It was really nice. All right, do you guys want to get into some uh, sci-fi horror here? Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about three movies, um, and I figure we just go chronologically here. Yeah. Um, the first one being something we've referenced already here, but from 1986, a movie directed by James Cameron. And what movie is that, Jillian? Aliens. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. All right, so Aliens starring Sigourney Weaver, uh, this is the sequel, also starring uh, uh, Carrie Henn. And th- this movie is great, just in general. Yeah. Um, the The whole franchise has it kind of together. There are pretty limited clunkers to it, but this yes. one takes place, what, 57 years after uh, the, the original, and it has our, our main character, Sigourney Weaver, who's uh, survived, you know, a prior apocalyptic attack and... Now she's aboard a new space vessel, um, and Ripley kind of awakens from this hypersleep and tries to warn anyone who will listen about the predators that will um, be on board. And she's got some prior insight to the to the robotic technology that could potentially go wrong. So all those dynamics are really interesting in this film. Yeah. Yeah, and Jillian, this is your so this is your favorite of the franchise. It is yeah. absolutely. Um, I love Alien. I think Alien was fantastic. It was a bit more of like a slow burn tension builder. Um, And I mean, I think it was fantastic. Um, But for whatever reason, Aliens, um, I think it's the Bill Paxton character. Um, It's more like action adventure. And there's just something about this one that just, I don't, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's definitely, I've said this before. I feel like it's like the Jurassic Park of the franchise. It's the it's the big bold loud. I mean, like yeah, it is blockbuster. like Bill Paxton. Like it, you know what I mean. Like so, his character kind of like typifies like what that movie is. Correct. Film, his right? character makes that movie the Jurassic Park because it adds that comedic like fun family. You know, well, it creates some like gravity to it because yeah. it, it makes it real to the point where 
because sometimes you watch like watch or read something and it's like okay this is high fiction i can't relate to this as like sure. a common person yeah um but a movie like this takes that and and not not just his character but you know, it's like a boy band. Well, that we talk whole, about this to all me, time. that whole crew kind of personifies what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's like you have one <clears throat> one radical version of every character trait, right? For and sure. Someone gravitates to each one. But that's why I use the They put boy the tropes in there, yeah. 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 Um, and it's it's super, super cool how they do that because the first one doesn't do that quite as successfully as this one does, sure. obviously. Yeah, yeah and the edgy so, AJ guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and with the first one, um, they did like, and what I noticed upon watching Aliens again just the other night is that um, you really do sort of feel for the characters. There's this like, there's this connection that's already there. There's this chemistry that the actors have with each other. And it's probably in part because um, James Cameron, that's kind of his regular stock of actors that he likes to work with. And then um, several of them also work with John Carpenter um, occasionally. So it's like, it was kind of a, um, like a really good, like they already had this like great chemistry and like the world building in Aliens seemed to be like, it drew you in more in like that family unit. So like the Michael Bean, Sigourney Weaver, and then Carrie had like, it kind of like you, it felt like a family and it was like the mom, you know, protecting the daughter and the father protecting the mom and the daughter. And like, there was just this whole sense of like unity that I didn't quite feel in Alien, like, you know, they were buddies on a spaceship and you got that. But this one, those connections seemed a lot more real, a lot more tangible and really strong. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, John, is this your favorite of the franchise? Uh, I don't know. I kind of flip flop on this and the original, I think. But it's definitely one of the two. Just depends on the day you ask me. Yeah. Like right now. um, because Jillian likes it so much and she's so passionate about it, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's my fa- it's my favorite movie I've ever watched. Yeah. But yeah, tomorrow tomorrow my answer could be different. Yeah, so for- I'm not a huge fan of the sequels. I did I don't like what they did with Ripley's character either in Aliens Three or in Resurrection. I just I don't know. Yeah, it's three start- three is yeah, yeah, it's like it's not that good. Is I don't know. I wasn't too thrilled. Um, and then I had high hopes for the prequels, like the Prometheus. Um, but still, I think Alien and Aliens is like where it's at. Definitely. I prefer uh, the original Alien. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to pick a favorite, but mm-hmm. Alien and Aliens fucking right there. Yeah. Part of what I enjoy about this movie so much is the uh, personability of the, um, you know, and just like the general character development, character arc uh, scenario. The way she engages with the child in this movie mm-hmm. um yeah i like her and newt's relationship for sure yeah it's just like it, you basically have like this feral child right definitely um, yeah and the only the only person that can kind of create any form of like structure for this um wild character is is ripley and it's it's really kind of cool and the way that she goes to all these uh great extents to protect her and and keep her safe is it's a uh, it's a great motivator and you're, you're in there with it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm a softy in general in life. Um, mm-hmm. like a pretty emotional person. So like once, st- when there, are, when those character dynamics exist, I'm like, I'm so fucking invested. It's the same yeah. thing of like, like the movie 500 days of summer. I don't like, cause they don't end up together at the end. And it's like, all right, well <laughs> just let them be together. Right. Like, right. can't, can't we just have relationships work out? Right. Uh, 
I don't want to see autumn. I don't care about autumn. Autumn can take a shit. Yeah. It's supposed to be summer. Get that's out of here, autumn. It's not 500 days of autumn. Right, um, I don't need you. <laughs> but I, I, I feel that way in this movie too. Like, I'm just like, oh no, they, they both need to survive. And like, they've, uh, hopefully they get out of this and they, they get a nice house and they're a great family sort of deal. So. Yeah, and I think that's why I struggle with the sequel. It's like, oh, hey, Ripley. Yeah, everyone's dead again. Oh, she, like it's, yeah. you know, she deserves a vacation. She deserves something wonderful <laughs> after all the shit she's been through. And then the sequel just keeps knocking around her ass. And I just, yeah. I don't like that. I, I do hate that. I actually really like the, I for some reason, I love, I, maybe it's because, I don't know, like, it's a place that I never want to be, but I love prison movies. And I don't know why. So okay. I actually really like the third one because of the prison ambiance. If you want to call it that. Jamie, <laughs> what are you? What is wrong yeah. with you? It is what I it is, John. The aspect of it was, um, was really well done. And like the shaved heads and like the full, like you felt like you were there at that penal college. Oh yeah, like you that, were in there. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing for me is like Hicks and Ripley at the end goes back to what you're saying, John. Yeah. When he's like, no, we're waiting on her. I'm like, I love you, Hicks. Yeah. And because like, he easily could be like, you know what, fuck her. Fuck her and Newt. Like, we got to go. Yeah. But yeah. no, he's like, you know what? If, if she's going to die, we're all going to die. Um, and if we're going to make it, she's going to make it. So, like, I love that. Yeah. And the connection in the movie is just so, like. Definitely. You, the chemistry was there. The connections were there. Yeah, it's it real. Unit. And I loved how she came around like Bishop. In that movie, like, I remember as a kid seeing that, I was just all about Bishop. I just thought he was the coolest. He's a torso, and he's still hanging on to Newt before she's mm-hmm. blown up. Or, like, I just, and it was, you know, how terrified she was at the beginning of the android being on the ship with them. And then, like, they became besties. At the, I don't know. There's just something about that character arc and her, like, changing and coming around to realizing they're not all, you know. Sure. Well, it helps that it's Lance Henriksen as well, you know. How yeah. can you not like him? So he was apparently going to quit acting. Oh, no. Yeah. So he was struggling and he kept getting like bit parts and he was a character actor and he was getting really frustrated. And he's like, all right, one more damn audition. I'll go, whatever. But if this doesn't work out, I'm done. I'm yeah. going to go. I'm not doing another fucking pumpkin head, okay? <laughs> he was out and he got this part and it was one of the biggest roles of his career and it took off from there. Awesome. Thank God, because three. it's a national treasure. He really is. Jamie, Jamie loves Lance. <laughs> I really like do. He does. I can't say his name, I, but I love him. I just watched um, Near Dark. Yeah. The other night, and um, I realized I'd never seen it all the way through. Me neither. Until it just hit Shutter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie. And that's one was where just Matthew was like, we're sitting there, and he's like, "What the hell are we watching? He's like, this is so cheesy." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> How about Bill Paxton in that one? Yeah, like, damn. he was another. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he he was a treasure. He's a, I mean, he he really now talk about a national treasure. He really was. Yeah, still is. Coconut yeah. Pete. Yeah. Pony tails. Poor guy. We'll get you tails. <laughs> keep it out of my mai tai. Yeah. Oh my gosh! See the first whenever my go to with him, the first movie I ever saw him in was Weird Science. Yeah. Oh my god! Chet. Yeah, Jamie and I both yeah. love that movie. Love it. You know what's funny is I painted my uh, office 
orange. Like, I wanted to make my office a Halloween office. And as I'm painting it, I was watching fucking Weird Science, not Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. That's another one of those movies that they probably couldn't make that today. Mm. No, no. Not a chance in hell. No. Would not fly. And to be honest, when you, it it sucks now because, Jillian, you and I are closer in age than John and I. And um, we were both kids of the 80s. Yeah. And, like, all those movies that we grew up loving in the 80s, like, when you watch them now with your kids, you have to, like, you have to give, like, a warning before you watch it. Like, okay, there's going to be, like, uh, themes and some words in here that we do not, you know, participate in now. And, like, we do not say these words now. Um, Like, I watched Stand By Me with with my son, who's seven. Okay. And he loved it. But, like, they dropped the hard F word in there a lot. Like, uh, and not fuck. Yeah, not fuck yeah. the, you know, the, the bad oh, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah the bad slur. One. The, Matt Damon, the Matt Damon one. Yeah, and they drop it. A, <laughs> exactly. They drop it a few times, and it's like, he never even said anything about it. He didn't notice. Like, he doesn't even know what that word is. You know what I right. mean? So he never yeah. said anything about it, but it's like, ugh. Every time I wince, I'm like, ugh. Right. Like, what if he asked me what that is? Like, what do I fucking say? No, that's, and it's, there's so much like that because we, the 80s were so not politically correct in any way, shape, or form. And like, I'm even thinking about like, you know, I keep telling Emma, I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to watch, you know, the John Hughes movies. You got to watch Breakfast Club and you got to watch 16 Candles and you got to check those out. And then I realized I was talking about 16 Candles specifically, just the horrible Asian stereotype in that movie and i'm like oh my god like i don't even think she'd like it i think she would just get mad and just feel like i'm done with this you want to move on from aliens to our next film here oh let's do it yeah jamie uh do you have any bubble gum for this next one i'm all out <laughs> 1988 we're we're going to uh another <clears throat> Wonderful John Carpenter film. Yep, one of and our favorite directors of all time. What movie is this, Jamie? Uh, they Live. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth. Take a look. They are safe. As long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. Starring Roddy Piper, our boy Keith David, and uh, what is it, Meg Foster? From <laughs> Your girl. Uh, yeah. So, Jillian, it's a common thing. I get some shit on it on social media, but I'm not I'm not a Hellraiser fan. I'm just not. Oh, well, you're not alone. Yeah. I'm... Like, it, it's a classic and I've seen it, but it, it's kind of like verges on that torture porn for me a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just not, I, I, I appreciate the character. Doug Bradley's a fantastic actor, but at the same time, if I have to pick the classic, that's probably not what I'm picking. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny, John is we feel like you should get a lot of hate on this. And I feel like you don't. Cause I feel like mo- the majority of people are like, yeah, no, I agree with you. Hellraiser is not that good. Maybe I just said something that's that a lot of people were people scared were to admit. Yeah. yeah, I like the stepfather more than I like Hellraiser. <laughs> you said it, we're watching that right now, which we both love. Um, yes, you're right. 
Terry O'Quinn getting his naked ass into the shower in the first. The first also, that street in the beginning is fucking Haddonfield, Illinois. Oh, Tell well. me it isn't because it is. And we're doing an episode. <clears throat> uh, speaking of that, um, of of uh, streets that we would trick or treat on. Um, oh yeah, we are. That's one of our fall month. things coming yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's an awesome theme. Yeah. I love the stuff you guys come up with. That's really cool. We're pumped for Even that one. The, the sunscreen. Who would who would you would sunscreen them? I think that's hilarious. That was an uncomfortable conversation with our wives. Was I've it a regret? Like, I've did still you been yelling at her. Like, oh yeah, you want that motherfucker to slather sunscreen on you? <laughs> it's like the idea seems great in theory. Then you're halfway through it, and you're like, "This was a terrible." Right? Idea. Yeah. And she's like locking the door when she goes to sleep, and I'm like outside knocking on. Like you said, you would let so and so slather suntan, and you won't let me sleep with you. <laughs> It actually was a lot of fun, and we we were all ragging on each other a lot. It was yeah, it was good, it was a lot of fun. Good session. The horror moms is always a good time. Yeah. All right, so we detracted from they live a little bit, but oh, yeah. uh, so they live. Um, I've got a little write up here about they live. You guys ready for this? They influence our decisions without us knowing it. They numb our senses without us feeling it. They control our lives without us realizing it. They live. See what I did there? I hope you add a little music to that. I I uh, I might, I might. But yeah, this movie is all about what consumerism, capitalism, um, consumption, uh, control. Um, screw the man, right? This is all about corporate America. And uh, Jillian, you mentioned working in corporate America for a long time and kind of uh, fracturing from it a little bit. So this is, I feel like this is a, a narrative kind of on that. Yeah. yeah and these absolutely. themes all and still it, exist even heavier. Oh, th- more so. Yeah. This, I was mean, the eight, this was the beginning of that movement. Yeah. 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 So this was like right around like American psycho and Gordon Gecko greed is good. And like that whole sort of like, Oh my God, what are we becoming? You know, the Eric Reagan, trickle down economics, like all of that. And you're just kind of, you know, um, that's why it, I love. And when people, you know, oh, how do you, why are you into horror? Like what, you know, why are you so interested in horror? One of the things that I find like awesome about horror is that it's just there, it's often a direct, you know, commentary on society, on things that are happening. It's like, it's like a, a picture into like the different themes that occur in horror during different eras. So like the atomic era, you know, they were afraid of the atomic bomb. So it was like the radioactive ants and the giant, the 50 foot woman. And then you know, um, zombies uh, was like a whole thing on consumerism and now a movie like this. So I just, it's such a great, it's a horror take on, you know, um, shit being terrible, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I just, I love that aspect of horror and horror movies. Yeah. And it's crazy because I, I feel like uh, of all of, uh, Carpenter's work, like this, is the one that is the most, um, most in tune with like political commentary, I guess. Uh, and this is not to, to, to demonize Roddy Piper by any means, but like, of the care, like Kurt Russell is probably the most like socially advanced person that <laughs> that John Carpenter worked with. Yeah. And in th- in this movie, he's like, I'm gonna take Roddy Piper who is a real basic human being. Like he's like a, 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 a cinder block head. Right. And, and he's going to be my hero in this movie about people that are being manipulated. Like he, he's the one that's going to figure it out. And it's just brilliant by Carpenter because like, if you had 
a real witty version of you know uh kurt russell in there it would be like oh, okay cool like this smart dude figured it out but like you have this working man this like common everyday dude who you know finds a job to swing a sledgehammer kind of person that's in the thick of all this that he's the one that's challenged to like identify this and understand it and get others to uh understand it so i think that's pretty neat yeah that's and his character's name is nada like he's never given any name and in any reference you see to it like if you like read anything about it the character is just referred to as nada nothing right much like uh the main character in American Gods by Neil Gaiman. His name is Shadow. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, another such good stuff. I saw that um, John Carpenter, so I guess he saw Roddy Piper in WrestleMania 3 and hired him for the movie based off that. And, like, Roddy Piper had, like, a book of, like, you know, fucking, like, things he would say to other wrestlers or whatever and so he had like this little book and like uh, the chew bubblegum line was from that book and him and uh, I guess he and John Carpenter went through the book of like these sayings that he had written down that he hadn't used yet and they both loved that one so he used it for the movie and he, I guess he uh, eventually used it for wrestling as well yeah it's so iconic it's so iconic he was such an iconic figure in the wrestling world like my little brother he was like, huge I had oh figures God. and stuff yeah everybody he had the figures like everything and he had like there was a cassette tape like they made their own music like i mean it was so huge and rowdy rowdy piper was one of my favorites he'd come out with that kilt and he was definitely he was just awesome he was so cool so getting to see him um in this movie i mean i thought like he's not the best actor in the world but i thought he was really well suited to this role he was he perfect for that role i yeah, agree he, fantastic. He, he did yeah i thought he was really and i mean keith david is never not good. So like the two of them together, I thought was just awesome. And I guess John had seen him obviously, you know, from the thing. And he was like, uh, he's going to be perfect in this movie. He like wrote this role for Keith David. So uh, it was perfect. Yeah. John Carpenter is. He can do no wrong. Yeah. I've, I realized that I, there are several movies of his that I have not seen. And I was really surprised. Well, like what, like what's one that you need to see? So for, because I, I took notes. So for um, John Carpenter movies that I haven't seen, Assault on Precinct 13. I've never seen Escape from New York. Oh, wow. I've never seen Christine all the way through. Oh, Jillian. I know. Like, I, I do. A, <laughs> Sorry. So I've got to hand over my horror card, right? Like, that's Ooh. it. It's done. And then I've never seen Prince of Darkness. I think you guys talked about that one the other. Yeah, these are. These yeah. are all ones I feel like you need to do a marathon with your daughter. Yeah, I thought I was a pretty, like, I love, like, Big Trouble in Little China is one of my all-time yeah. favorite movies. Agreed. So, do you want to know something, something cool that um, we talked about in our introduction? My stepmom, okay, she's really into, like, she has a consignment store. So, okay. she's very into, like, uh, getting extra life out of things that, people expect have no more life right so like she's very into like repurposing items like their dogs and stuff uh no i just meant like one man's trash is another man's treasure concept so she constantly goes to garage sales anytime there's one she's there you have a dead dog i can buy (laughs) 
It's not Pet Cemetery. So she's at a garage sale this week and she sends me a text and she said, do you want these posters? And one was a They Live poster and one was a Big Trouble in Little China poster. And they oh. were full movie poster sized, framed in nice frames for $10 a piece. Oh my gosh. And I, I was... Dude, that frame is a $40 fucking I, frame. <laughs> when she said that to me, I was like, absolutely yeah. yes. Um, and I texted her. I was like, I just watched They Live last night because we're going to be talking about it on the podcast this week. And uh, this movie, historically for me, was a little bit of a miss. Like, I always mm-hmm. liked it. I liked the um, the the funniness about it and like... Uh, but I kind of looked at it almost as like when I was in college, people thought the idea of Chuck Norris was really funny. And it was mm-hmm. like, there's nothing funny about this other than people saying it's funny, you know? And okay. in, in my mind, I was like, Oh, this, this is a version of that where it's like, it's, it's, it's not people like it because it's good. People yeah. like it because it's, it's hokey and funny. And like, I just, I, I felt like I missed the joke, okay. but on this most recent um, rewatch I was like no no I, I get it now and all of kind of what I what I said in reflection on on Carpenter casting the right person and holding the uh, appropriate qualities to kind of like deliver like the arc on on the storyline and the intent I, I feel like Roddy Piper was the, the right person and growing up I was like no that should have been Kurt Russell playing that role but no it, it shouldn't have been because uh, oh, that would have been a different movie it would have been a completely different movie and the focus would have been on Kurt Russell yeah. Like, you know what I mean, it would have been like that, um, like his character in Big Trouble in Little China, right? Or, yeah. um, again, I've never seen Escape from New York, but is it Snake Plissken, right? Or, right? Yep. That's who, Snake Plissken. And, and he's like this big, like larger than life character. And I think it would have taken away from like the message of the movie. For I, sure. I cannot <laughs> wait for you to watch through um, Christina all the way. Uh, that's such a good one. I don't know how I've never, I, yeah i was i'm yeah i even i've got a christine candle i I don't know why i yeah i'm terrible what does the christine candle smell like leather seats it does i'm thinking turtle wax and gasoline leather upholstery motor oil and little pine trees Mm. oh for the air freshener yeah i'm in i'll i'll take five So yeah, I, I um, read, read it. What else on They Live? Anything before we jump to our last movie? So how'd you guys like the ending? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of us had to say that, right? <laughs> I was going to avoid the ending, but go yeah. ahead, Jamie. Why don't you talk about it since you brought <laughs> yeah, it up? Like, tell, us, tell us all about it. Well, I wanted to hear Jillian's story about watching this with uh-huh. her 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mistake, man. It was a mistake. <laughs> Oh, I completely forgot about the ending. Well, it's so easy to forget. It's like a little like five second clip. And this movie is not that kind of movie, which yeah. is not what, what makes it so like. It is such a gratuitous pair of boobs just right there at the end. And you're like, where did this come from? John, what is happening? <laughs> and it's like, I don't yeah. know. It throws me off a little because like, what is the message that he's trying to say? Like what? How do you take the end of that movie? Is it a good ending? Does that mean that everybody discovered the aliens and like everybody's going to kind of rise up? Or is everyone just going to keep doing what they're doing? Because even that lady at the end, it's very ambiguous. 
because she's doing what she's doing. It doesn't really seem like she's stopping. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's. I think that. it's that as well. Yeah, I think it's. Uh... Okay. Yeah, there's devils among us. So what? Yeah, we right? need to learn and to it, navigate them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I took. It's depressing. It's a dark yeah. ending for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like there's no positive ending that can come from that, you know? And I think that that's why he built it the way it is, because there's no way that this ends positive. No. And especially with him killing off the two possible heroes, right? Right. It's just like, oh, shit. Well, I guess that's, I guess how that's going. And he does a little bit of the Halloween 3 ending. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Meg Foster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, there's just no... Yeah, the, that was all, those were always the horror movies that got me. Like the, I always loved zombie movies, but they they were always hopeless. Like even sure. if you think you're getting out, you're never getting out. Yeah. But yeah, so don't ever watch don't watch this one with your your kids until they're a little bit older, or just like stop the movie before like the last five minutes. Yeah, just don't let them see the end. Yeah. Unless you want to have a nice awkward conversation. <laughs> So a quick little thing I wanted to add was that the, I guess that like five minute fight, the fight scene, mm-hmm. like we don't need to, the I don't need scene, any more introduction. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess that was only like supposed to be 20 seconds. It's the way like John had it in there. It was like 20 seconds. And then, uh, but Keith David and uh, Roddy Piper had rehearsed this so much that they were like, we're just going to go full on for the scene. And um, I guess legend has it that John was like, just keep it, roll it. Like all of it was great. And I guess that they like everything other than like the groin and the face was like real hits. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. it's like really Back cool. It's like, it's like fun. It's fun to think that they were like, let's just do it. And like, he can cut it and do what he wants. And he was like, I'm just going to roll it all. I love it. And they were like, that was oh. like such a bold move because as even now when I'm watching it, I'm like still, we're still we're still fucking going it is one of those things where it's like all right he's walking away (laughs) yeah we're done here sometimes you think it's like winding up and you're like oh no no no, there he goes there he goes and it's just (laughs) going and going (laughs) it's really absurd all right you want to head to our last movie to the final the 13 dollar (laughs) premiere all right we're heading to 2019 to a movie directed by David uh, Yaravesky, Brightburn. Who am I? You are a gift. I know it's been difficult for you lately that you feel different from other kids. Starring Elizabeth Banks, Roy. Uh, yeah, that's all I know him as. That should be his name, Roy. <laughs> and uh, I think it's Jackson Dunn, uh, the kid. Yep. And then also the guy from Breaking Bad. You, you notice that? Which guy? Like Jesse's friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's you know what's uncle. funny? Is I kept going, like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. I know this guy from something. Okay. Also, Roy looks really old in this movie. Yeah, Roy he does. Yeah. I, I think Roy just is old. 
Yeah, yep. I mean, he, did you watch um, Mayor of Easttown? He was in that too, and he's he's a, he's up there now. Okay, so I was just thinking, sitting here thinking, like, what have I just recently watched him in? That was it. Mm-hmm. All right, before we get into Roy and uh, the office and his character, let's do a quick synopsis. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, per IMDb, we have a question. It's, what if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth? But instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he could be something far more sinister. This is the number one. Like, if we did an episode of, like, Kids You Don't Want to Have, number one, this fucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. Absolutely number one. Yeah, he is a fucker, for sure. So, Jillian, this movie actually was not even on my radar. Like, when when I saw Brightburn listed, I was like, oh, let's... Definitely go with that movie because I, I've not seen it. And yeah, you and I both were intrigued because we'd yeah. never seen it. Yeah, I was, uh, I think, a little more uh, pleasantly surprised than Jamie. Um, I was super into how, like, this movie's pretty mean. It's gory. Dude, it's mean. Yeah. Very. And, and typically, yeah, there are definitely, like, points of fear. Um, yeah. But typically, when you have um, movies with kids like this, they're PG-13, right? And yeah. And I think the market is, hey, we're going to make a film and we want some teenage kids to like buy into this and we're going to sell more movie tickets if we make a film uh, that teenagers can relate to. And this certainly is not that film. Nope. Um, it's super mean. It's super gory. Um, the kills are nasty. Uh, and I kind of like as I was like entering this whole sphere. I went into it and I was like, whoa, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. Because I read the synopsis and I was like, this is really, this is way meaner than I thought it was going to be. And it's uh, pretty, pretty grisly. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Jillian, what are your, your thoughts on the film? So that's what got me. So um, I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm a Marvel fan. And um, I love Batman, the Joker, read all the Frank Miller. I just Oh, I love comics, but I've always really disliked Superman. And when I heard about this movie coming out, I saw I'd seen previews for it. Elizabeth Banks looked so cool. And I thought it would be a really I thought it would be a fascinating take on what if Superman was the villain? What if he was the bad guy? And going I purposely after I saw like the previews, I didn't read any reviews. I went into it completely blind. Like I had no idea what to expect. And I was completely shocked at how gory and graphic and dark, like um, the scene, uh, Uncle Noah's death uh, was like, oh my God. Like I just sat there like, and it's like, I think that's probably why the movie doesn't have more, like is not as popular or, as because it doesn't really it it defies like all niches it's not a comic book movie it's kind of a horror movie it's not fantasy it's sort of science fiction so it's kind of like all over the like it i think it has a hard time finding its place because it is a really graphic dark gory movie yeah Um, but i subsequent so i watched it i watched it again and like subsequent watchings of it um I saw where they pulled like different literary references and different horror references. So like there was the mice and men moment 
when the dad takes him, you know, fishing or camping or like whatever he's going to do. And he's like, I've got to end this. Um, that was very kind of cool. And then there was the carry moment to me where the mom decides, okay, now it's my turn. Like I have to take this thing out of the world and you know how that goes or that went, yeah. um, you know, not well, either of them, but I just, I really, I really, I liked it. Like, despite myself, I really liked it. I love the take on Superman being a villain. Um, it's a little darker and gorier than like some, than I would typically gravitate towards, but I thought it was a really cool, I thought it told a really cool story. So yeah. I agree. And I think, so the, the parts that I actually have a note here that, that states, uh, imagine what the director felt when he read the the screenplay for the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, okay, you got to fly all the way in the air and you know, what, whatever happens happens. But the mix, the part that was a little bit of a miss for me was mm -hmm. I thought the practical pieces of the gore were actually really well done mm -hmm. um, and tastefully done. Uh, but the, the CGI aspects of, um, like the mask and the lasers and that that kind of stuff happening. That was the comic-y part that kind of was a miss for me. Okay. Um, but the 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 end result of of the scene and the the graphic nature of it, like I I was I gravitated more toward that. Um, for for some reason, and typically, like I'm not you know Jamie and I are not like gore hounds by any means. We don't like saw is not uh, a, a a huge one for us. Um, we like gore when it's presented in the right way, like yeah. 80s gore and shit like that is fun, but yeah. But I, I thought this movie had a, a on, the, on the whole, like a tasteful delivery of that with the exception of uh, some of the CGI stuff. Yeah. Yeah, CGI stuff. CGI usually ends up taking me out of a movie. Like I, I would prefer practical effects 100%. And the yeah. only reason I think that if I didn't appreciate it in this movie, it kind of, it, the movie was towing the line to me between a superhero movie and a horror movie. So it's like when the CGI would come out, it was like, okay, now it's a superhero movie. And then when they would do the violence and like the gore, it's like, oh, cool. Now it's like a slasher. <laughs> like, you know, so it was kind of like, I was able to sort of um, overlook it if I didn't necessarily appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Jamie, what are your thoughts, man? All right. So I did not like this movie. Um, that doesn't mean I won't like it in the future. A lot of times, the first time I watch a movie, um, a movie like this especially, like you said, John, like mean and nasty and like uh, unforgiving. And like, you know, it's one of those things where like if a character deserves to die, I fucking love watching them die in a movie. You know what I mean? Uh, but none of these characters deserve to die to me. Um, they all like he's killing them for reasons that to him are serious. But like to us are like, no, this is not. Like, I could see you, like, pouting. Mm -hmm. but, like, this isn't kill-worthy. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was my issue with it. And okay. it's not like, okay, so in Halloween, like, Michael Myers is killing people that don't deserve to die. But he was wronged in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Jason Voorhees was wronged in a way. This kid was never wronged in a way. Uh, he yeah. just, like, is a mean-spirited fucking alien. And, um... That's what I don't like about it. I, I Again, I may watch this again and, and notice things and love things about it because I'm not hung up on 
the fact that this kid is needlessly killing people. Um, so that may happen, but my initial response was, I just don't like this. I don't, I don't like the mean spiritedness of this fucking kid. Anyone who like upsets him, like it's okay to go through puberty and like have these periods of like emotional imbalance and act irrational. It's not okay to just fucking kill people and smash them into smither smithereens because you don't like a decision they made, you know? Right. No, I, I understand. And usually, so I usually have, that's like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me. I always felt that way about, or like home invasion movies where like people just kind of right. come into someone else's personal space and just like fuck with them and then eventually murder them. Like to me, those movies just make me angry. Like I can't, sure. I, I get so well, frustrated. Funny, funny games. games. Yeah. Funny games. Yeah. yeah. Funny, that is Jinx, John. Yeah. yeah, that one is very upsetting to me. Like, I just can't. The home invasion is just not a genre that I'm like super into. Just because so the I don't strangers, I assume, isn't a favorite. It, I just I want them to live. I want them to. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it's just it's so upsetting, and it's just like and like so that would be the one thing about Brightburn that I wish I I wished it would have ended differently. I wish there would have been a better ending for one of the better people in the movie. I'll yeah. just leave it at that. You know, not go too spoilery. Yeah, but. because she she puts up with a lot of shit, you know? Yeah. And she had that mother's unconditional love. And, really? Yeah. You know, do anything for our kids and any, you know, protect them and save them. And even if, you know, they do something terrible, you're still going to love your child, even if you don't, you know, love what they're doing or you have to, you know, something has to happen. But yeah, there would I, I do that would be my criticism of the movie. I do wish it would have gone a different way. Also, the the one hang up that I have too is the beginning. Like we all know what happened there. Like you don't need to keep it a secret. You know, you don't need to keep that reveal for the end because we all understand what fucking happened. Yeah, right? yeah. Like without trying to spoil anything for listeners, like we, that beginning, we know what happened. Right. There was gonna. There was this wasn't an M Night Shyamalan presentation. Right. Yeah. Right. There was there, there was not going to be any sort the twist was that Superman was a bad guy. Like, that's it. Right. And it's like it wasn't mm-hmm. it was just there already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just it, it, the initial watch for me was a miss. So, yep. well, Jillian, this was a blast. Thank you so much for joining us and for, for doing this and for uh, pushing us to check out a new movie. This this was great. This whole thing. So um, we just appreciate you doing this with us. Wonderful. I appreciate you having me on and, and letting me talk about my business and getting to talk with, with like-minded people about horror is one of the best things ever. So thank you. I really appreciate it. No doubt. That's why we do this. And uh, we are excited to have the opportunity to talk to you. So everyone head to the smell of fear, uh, com and Yeah, get there. Buy yourself a candle, get your uh, room smelling a little better. It's uh, We're heading to the holy month, so we're quickly approaching the time where you're going to need to manage the way the rooms smell to accompany what's going to be on your TV. So For sure, John. Get there, folks. Yeah. And, and if you guys notice, a lot of her candles will sell out, so get that monthly subscription and uh, you won't miss out. <laughs>